Welcome to Get Off the Mic, a hockey podcast by hockey nerds for hockey nerds. Brought to you by the writers from GetOffTheIce.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Mac, and with me, as always, is Paul Philip Seymour Hoffman. And joining us for the first time is Gaudy staff writer and Leaf Hopeless fan, Steve. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. Well, today is Saturday, May 2nd. Can you believe it's already May? Time flies. What in quarantine? (laughs) (laughs) So... We're going to start off today with uh, another question before that. As you guys may have noticed, last week was a Sens episode. I think it was kind of hard, kind of hard to miss. Um, and similarly, this week, we're going to be doing a Leafs-focused episode. We are actually all mainly Leaf fans. We have some other affinities, Paul Philadelphia, my Calgary. Um, but we are all primarily Leaf fans, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before that, as our opening question... These guys have not been prepped, so again, give them a little leeway, and maybe I should prep them on this. What is a random place that would be a great place to host an NHL team? And don't pick an obvious one like Seattle or Houston or Quebec City. Just what's a random city or anything like that that you guys think would be a great place for an NHL team? Uh, We'll throw to Paul first. uh, You have me stumped. Well, that was a riveting question. (laughs) Talk (laughs) has always been about those three cities. You never really consider another one outside of that. Can I go with one that I don't really understand why there was talk about it? Can I answer with that? You can do whatever you want. Like, for a while, they were saying, why doesn't Toronto host another team? Like, in where was Hamilton, I think, was talked about uh, it was actually or, Downsview was the proposed yeah. location why <laughs> like I get that maybe in Toronto the fans here could support another team but it just seems like it'd be taking away from what the Leafs are and I, I know they're not very good but it's still the Leafs like it's an original six teams one of the best organizations in the league why kind of water it down with another team here that I don't know that's what came to my mind the Islanders say we don't like you Paul <laughs> well, New York, New York has an original sex team than Toronto. That That's true. true. That's true. Steve, my my place is actually um, they recently hosted a World Juniors tournament. I think it was Regina, Saskatchewan. Ooh, like it's it's a Canadian place, so that's uh, it's good for the Canadian market. But from what I remember, their stadiums for all the games, like. It didn't matter what teams were playing. Every game was packed. So yeah. just going off of that, I think that they – I think Saskatchewan deserves a little something there. Like, they're a good hockey place. Yeah, that's a good one. They're and, uh, there. Saskatoon also, they just hosted that, that mystery outdoor game that no one knew about between Winnipeg and Calgary. <laughs> exactly. Regina, Saskatoon, one of the two. I think, I think it's time for Saskatchewan to get, the, get some love. And uh, for my pick, I kind of set you guys up because I wasn't actually going to pick a place. I was going to pick many places because now that we've got 32 teams with Seattle, there's I don't see any point in expanding anymore in North America. I'd love a European division, a whole what? division. You got Helsinki, Stockholm, put one in Berlin, Prague. Like, oh, it would be so good. That'd be interesting. It would be interesting, but then you're in, you're like going into the territory of like the 
KHL, the SHL, Swedish Elite League. And um, the KHL's already mad at uh, the NHL recently for taking all the players. Did you see that? I didn't, but they're, I mean, they're what banning, are they mad? They're banning certain agents because they're convincing these players to come over and play in the NHL. Is that the KHL, or you said? The, yeah, the KHL. <laughs> oh, no. Um, players are exercising their own rights. That's crazy. The only, the only other reason I don't see them doing that is just because getting interdivision games would be a nightmare. Traveling over the sea. Yeah, you'd have to do, do like a whole – it'd be like a West Coast travel, but in Europe. It wasn't supposed <laughs> to be realistic, guys. Well, I <laughs> just, just wanted to shoot everything you said down. All right. Well, that's all the time we got here today. Thanks for tuning. <laughs> all right. So we'll move on to some hockey news. Um, one of the some of the biggest news that came out actually was not actually news. It was more an opinion. It's from a player agency organization called KD Sports, and they put out a large proposition article. It was more in a more of an opinion piece um, that proposed basically an exceptional player rule um, or exception. Sorry where basically an NHL team could designate one of their players as an exceptional player. That player would then be exempt from the salary cap, from escrow, and from the revenue share. Now, we don't really want to get into too much of the business stuff because we don't fully understand it. But (laughs) what we do understand is the salary cap. So what this would cause is basically, if you did utilize this rule, on let's say let's say the Leafs used it on who's their highest paid player? It's Matthews, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Matthews eleven point yeah. six seven million. Let's say they used it on that. So they're now let's say let's say they're right at the cap. So now they're eleven point six seven million over the cap. They would have to pay that luxury tax. And the teams that use that luxury tax, similar to the NBA, um, they would be paying that to teams that basically don't. So it would be redistributed among some of the basically smaller markets. What do we think? So we're saying that this isn't like full-on luxury tax NBA style. It's for one player, correct? One player. It is, yeah, yeah. I Which, love it. I think it's a good idea. I mean, obviously every team is going to use it on their highest paid player. And I think that could be a good way to get uh, to increase just the salary for all the players on the lower end and just make teams more competitive. Now, I object to part of what you said because i don't think it'll be used at all to redistribute to the lower end players i think all that money that'll be saved the 11.7 will just go to again more stars i'm a little optimistic (laughs) your optimism is what brought you here steve but probably a little naive too i don't know so part of the issue that i see is i would almost i don't want them want teams to be able to kind of get out of crappy contracts their own mistakes through this um and what they could do is like put put an exceptional player status on a player that is not exceptional um on someone who has just an a god-awful contract that they can't trade think of milan lucic what if the flames can just say hey he's an exceptional player we don't we don't want to have his cap right so i think and tell me what you think about this because this is a little bit of an alter of an alteration Basically, they create a maximum amount of term left on a deal that, play, that teams can first put this rule on. So let's say the NHL comes back in June. You can only apply this rule to a player with a maximum of three years left on their contract. Mm-hmm. After that, 
you can do whatever you want, but you can't posthumously, I think I said that word correctly, apply it to a player. So once that, once your exceptional player's contract runs out, you can either, then you can't just transfer it to another player on your team. You have to apply it to, to a new contract. That can either be someone that's being re-signed, a free agent, and yeah, I was going to say trade, but I think we should save that for a sec. What do you guys think about that? Well, when you brought up Matthews, the first guy that I thought of actually would have been Tavares because he's got a longer term. And as he gets older, fingers crossed he doesn't fall off too hard, but it's probably going to happen near the end. That is going to look really good if you can keep it off of the cap. But it's a good point because you don't want it being used on the bad deals, like you said, like the Milan Lucic in the league. So it's an interesting thought. I'm all for some sort of not full-on luxury tax because then you'll have teams like the Leafs and New York just buying their way through everything. And I kind of like how the NHL is a fixed cap, so it kind of makes it fair. But, I mean, you should also reward the teams that are willing to spend. So I think something like this would be a cool idea. It's just tweaking it out and finding the right details is going to be tough. I like it. Uh, I would add one more thing, though. You can't use it on a contract that has just come up. So if you sign like a free agent to a three-year deal for like $8 million and then you use it, use that on him, like no. Like it has to be somebody that's had like a four or five-year deal and then in the last three years you can use it on them. I think, Interesting. I think it would be used to sign uh, a three-year deal to a good a good free agent just way overpay them and then just recapture it. Uh, re- not recapture, but like just hide the money basically. That's true. That's so you have to have, it has to be a longer deal. It has to be a longer deal that's winding down. I like that point. I think it's a good point. There's obviously pros and cons against all of it, but uh, I want to move on to the second point of this kind of talk. Would you be able to trade an exceptional player? Like, should you be allowed to if this becomes a thing? And if so, does that exceptional player status transfer over to the next team? Or, hold on, what about this? You can only trade an exceptional player to a team that is not yet designated an exceptional player. Because that exceptional player contract stays with that player until the end of the contract. Or you have to trade exceptional player for exceptional player. Kind of thing. Yep. Steve? I think... I think no. I think once you've uh, made your bed with an exceptional player, I think you should have to keep it until the end of the contract. Agreed. If they're so exceptional that you're willing to put this tag on them, there should be no reason to trade them, right? If you're using it to get out of a contract and that's your benefit, you can't have another benefit of them trading him, I feel like. like te- this, should, this should help prevent teams from like willy-nilly just designating anybody they want exceptional and then trading that player and then designating somebody else exceptional. Now what I can see kind of interestingly happening. So let's say this comes into effect and Connor McDavid hits the open market. Obviously Edmonton wants to keep him, but what if a team offers him the absolute maximum that a player can get at this point right now, that's $16.1 million a season. Now, according to Steve's rule, you don't want to apply it to him right out of free agency. So you'd have to keep him for two or three years, let's say. Let's say five years is five years left on a contract is when you can apply it. So for three years, the team that signs Connor McDavid has to eat 
that $16.1 million on their salary cap. But then after that, you have the next five years of Connor McDavid free from your cap. And then you also free up $16.1 million. But then during that, you also have to make sure that you have that exceptional player available or exceptional player spot available on your team for when he's he's eligible to basically become that player. I think this could lead to super teams. Really? I think it could lead against it because you're limiting exceptional player. You can only have an exceptional player per team or one exceptional player designation. Well, well, but think of this. So say uh, McDavid does come to another team during free agency and he gets the max, but that team already has somebody on an exceptional player. Say they have, say it's, the, say it's Toronto. Say they have Matthews on exceptional. Tavares is gone. So there's money for McDavid's $16 million. So then you have Matthews and McDavid where Mc, Matthews is not making any money. Say his exceptional status ends the exact year that McDavid's would begin. Then you have Matthews and McDavid and $16 million in cap space. So you could realistically at that point bring back Tavares. But you'd all you'd have to resign Matthews because the only way Matthews' exceptional player status runs out is by the his contract ending. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but you say you say you resign him. That's but eleven million dollars. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. So I don't I don't think it can lead to super or at least I don't think it will lead to super teams because we still have the hard cap and if you limit the amount of exceptional players the team can actually have or trade for because that's the other thing you like in the NBA you can trade for max contracts but you can only sign two per team I think I don't know not an NBA connoisseur but um in the NHL you can only actually have let's say one exceptional player status I think it's a I think it's a neat idea um kind of like Paul said I do I do like the fact that there's a hard cap and that we can keep that level of parity. I think since we have a hard cap, we should get rid of the loser point, but that's another conversation. Yep. (laughs) Um, But nevertheless, I think this is an interesting topic and I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a bit of loosening the, around the edges of the salary cap, like an exceptional player or anything of the sorts, at least just making it legal because basically what is it? Half the league is above the salary cap right now. But Pretty they're much, just, they're just doing it with LTIR. Yeah. Like, either way, it was a, definitely an interesting topic. But now we'll move into some more Leaf-specific news. Um, this one comes from Jonas Siegel and James Myrtle uh, at the Athletic, and it's not again not actually news. It's kind of hard to get news with you know no hockey. <laughs> but um, they were speculating that the if the Leafs were to replace Frederick Anderson, what would they be looking at? Would they actually be getting a better uh, goaltender in return uh, how would they get that goaltender there's many different questions but the main two that stuck out to me are Matt Murray and Robin Lehner now Robin Lehner is a free agent this summer this this offseason whenever that may be that could be in November uh, and Matt Murray is one of the two goaltenders for Pittsburgh Penguins and he somehow won two Stanley Cups while being a rookie Leonard is pretty obvious as to how the Leafs could acquire him. It would be through free agency. But Matt Murray is a little more blurry, so let me just quickly make sure everyone's on the same page. With the Seattle expansion coming up, which with if you haven't seen our Seattle expansion draft, you should go check that out on getofftheice.com. The teams can only protect one goalie, and Pittsburgh has both Matt Murray and Tristan Jari, both very promising young goaltenders, but Tristan Jari kind of has a better track record. or 
he has a better track record, but with less games. So that would make Matt Murray available because otherwise they'd lose him for nothing. With all my rambling, let me just ask, what do you think about either one of the goalies? You guys can take this wherever you want with them. Um, it's tough because what's going to be the price on Murray? Because you have on one hand, two-time Stanley Cup winner. Uh, he's young still. It's going to cost you quite a bit to get. But then there's also, like you said, the expansion where he could be left unprotected. And then teams are going to be like, well, if you're going to lose him, we're not going to pay this much for him. So it comes down to how much are you willing to pay in order to get Matt Murray. Whereas with Laner, you just sign him. And I think in the article, I won't give it away because, you know, you should check out their stuff. But they say that Laner just wants term at this point because now he's on his, what is it, his second one-year deal, which is yeah. kind of crazy after the couple seasons he's had. So he might be willing to take like, like a $5 million deal for, I don't know, say three, four years. So it costs the same as Anderson. You get him for nothing except for money, obviously. And then you trade Freddie for assets. Now that could be interesting because you'll have Campbell still under contract as your backup. That's a good tandem. And you hope by the end of Leonard's contract, that maybe one of your prospects like Wool will be ready. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good plan. Do uh, we, Steve, do you have a preference between one or the other? Do we know how long Matt Murray's current contract is for? Not off the top of my head. He might still be on his ELC then. No, I know he got uh, signed. Oh, he did? Okay. But I think it's uh, like a, an RFA deal. So yeah. Come up as an RFA. Keep on talking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up. So my – Matt Murray has a good track record in the playoffs. His, his season performance is actually – so so i so so good <laughs> i don't know he's like he's on and off like if you listen to pittsburgh fans they're very like he's good and then he's not good mm-hmm. all right this may change your guys's uh thoughts matt murray is currently signed for one more year at 3.75 but he is he's, up. he's still an rfa he's actually the same age as tristan jari which i did not know interesting He's so he may not 26. be as expensive as we think. Right. But then do you yeah. hope that Pittsburgh signs him to a deal and then you trade for him? Or do you try and get him as the RFA he is? Or do I think you, you offer do a sign and trade. <laughs> you don't offer sheet him, no. As a Leafs, I don't think you can. You've traded away too many picks in recent years. I think uh, I think you need to start rebuilding some semblance of a pool. Yeah, um, I think the Laner thing makes more sense. I think it does too. I think uh, I think a five-year deal for Laner that would bring him to thirty-three. That'd be a good one, and at that point, you'd hope, yeah, that Wool's ready. But also, right. I don't want to trade Freddie. <laughs> I know, <laughs> like I love him. Like he hadn't, he didn't have a great season, but like he put the team on his back for the first couple. He of years he really the- has been steady, Freddie throughout besides this year yeah. the rest of his Leafs tenure hearts he, aside do you re-sign Frederick Anderson next summer no 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 like I don't want to trade him because it, I think it would leave a really sour taste in the Leafs locker room yeah no you like, don't trade him you let him expire yeah, living together you imagine trading him they had to do with Marlowe they didn't like it but I don't know I I don't See, think you can trade him you don't you don't do it because he's 30 years old yeah you're gonna sign him to a five-year deal 
expires when he's 35, if he plays that long. Unless I he say screw it. Trade him for the assets. It's a business. Wow. And I'm really sorry, Matthews. I know you're best friends and you're quarantining with him or whatever, but you'll like Matt Murray too. He's a nice guy. Or you'll like Robin Lehner. He's he's really cool. So anyway, we'll move on here. We're going to be moving on to our segment, Ice Time. So our so for this segment, we take one of the articles from getofftheice.com, the website that uh, that hosts us. Uh, and we talk about one of the articles. So this week, we're talking about an article that turned out uh, quite well. Uh, it's a branch of a trade tree, Brad Marshaw. Oh. So I actually did write this article. Um, and this is, I mean, it, it was pretty funny. I gen- The intro goes, one day I was harmlessly looking through the redrafts for, for the website Blah blah blah. I, basically, I was just doing a little bit of research, and I was, and I noticed that Brad Marchand had been taken with a pick that wasn't originally Boston's. That is true. Like, I'm not, I wasn't making that up for a cool intro or a humble one or anything like that. I genuinely was like, oh, that's neat. I actually used neat in the article, and then it turned into absolute madness. So, first thing. When you trace it back, you realize that Boston traded up at the draft to get Marshawn. Despite our hatred for them, given that this one's a Leaf podcast, we have to acknowledge, nice pick. Unfortunately. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And recognize the talent traded up, good for them, but yeah, dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Unfortunately, if you go check out the article, you're going to quickly realize that the Leafs are heavily involved in this. So, but the next leg up was uh, this guy named Oleg Kvasha, the legend. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> y'all know him. Yeah, he didn't do too much, but he had points in games in his career. And that's wow. pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, we'll just, we're just going to basically skip over this. The Islanders traded Arizona's pick. To Boston, which turned into Brad Marchand. The Islanders got that pick from Arizona for this Oleg Kvasha guy. How did the Panthers get Kvasha? Well, this is where the madness starts. Uh, this was the most lopsided trade uh, in this tree, and it might be one of the most lopsided trades I've ever seen. Florida traded this Oleg Kvasha guy, and Mark Parrish, who was a good player, I think he was around a 60-point guy, for Ole Jokinen, who, as we found out in our first podcast, uh, was the former franchise leader for Florida, and Roberto frickin' Luongo. Ah, <laughs> yes. Was, yeah, was when trades are bad and it doesn't involve the Leafs. It's refreshing. <laughs> was that... I think that's a Garth Snow trade. Uh, yeah, maybe. That's a, that's or is a it, Garth Snow trade. Or was it Milbury? Oh, honestly, it kind of makes more sense that it's Milbury. I think it might be Milbury because he tore that organization apart. You know, it's funny. I made light to this in the article. The uh, the reason they traded Luongo was because they had the first overall pick that they used on legendary goaltender Rick DiPietro because they oh. thought he would be <laughs> way better than Luongo. And uh, that's a big whoopsie. Oh, man. Yeah. 
that did not turn out well. They're still paying. For, they're paying for that contract. I think until twenty something twenty six. Yeah. Really? Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yep. It's it's pretty bad. Um, I'm pretty sure he works for uh, the broadcasting there. <laughs> it was Mike Milbury. You're ah. absolutely right. Wow. Darcy Regeer. He was a jam there. Neat. Um. Anyway, so, but uh, the question is, how did the Panthers get Luongo? Now, before you guys saw the article, did you guys know about this? How, sorry, not the Panthers, the, how the Islanders got Luongo? No, I just thought it was a draft pick. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, sorry. So this is where we tie in the Leafs for the first time. You just wait. Roberto Luongo was taken with a pick that originally belonged to the Leafs. And just to, you know, rub a little salt in the wound, uh, it was a trade where they reacquired franchise icon Wendell Clark. (laughs) Because screw the Leafs, and they don't really get anything that they would like. They had actually picked up Wendell Clark um, for Roberto Luongo in pieces. He He wasn't Roberto Luongo yet. He was still just in a first round pick. Um, but they made that trade in 96 so that they could push for the playoffs. They pushed for the playoffs, made it, but then they lost in the first round to Wayne Gretzky in St. Louis, uh, which resulted in the last game ever being played at Maple Leaf Gardens. And Oh, you're telling me the Leafs lost in the first round? That's crazy. <laughs> right? I don't think but it wasn't to Boston. <laughs> The last game at Maple Leafs Gardens was game five. It was a must win. And the Leafs did win in overtime on a hat trick goal by who can you guys, it's one. I'll just, I'll just make it easy. Sundin Gilmore or Mike Gardner. Quick picks. Mike Gardner. Gilmore. Mike Gardner. It is Paul. You get, you get a free point in the quiz later. Yes. (laughs) That's not how it works. Um, now, it kind of calms down in between. So, Wendell had to get to the island uh, for the island to trade him to Toronto. He was actually traded for Claude Lemieux. Um, and, yeah, he played for the Islanders. Right? And, uh, and Claude Lemieux was actually a big reason for the Avalanche winning the Cup in 96. So, good job, Colorado. Better job, Colorado. They had an even better trade. They traded nothing for the entire Nordiques team. So that was really fun <laughs> because I was yeah. genuinely confused. This whole, this all starts, I'll spoil it now. It starts with Clark being traded to the Quebec Nordiques. And then the next piece is Colorado trading Clark to the Islanders. And I was like, what? there isn't any like track record of another. Tra- oh, <laughs> right. Quebec city got absolutely shafted, but it did have to involve two Leafs icons guys. When they sent Wendell Clark to the Nordiques, the Leafs infamously got back franchise point leader Matt Sundin. So all in all, we, I, I mean, the Leafs did fine. They got, I mean, fine. They got Matt Sundin and Wendell Clark, but they just had to pay big for it later with Brad yeah. Marchand terrorizing them. Like it's kind of far removed, but it does directly involve them. And I mean, it See, wouldn't be a Leafs really podcast without some depressing topic like that so you're absolutely right i'm glad we got that and yeah it does it does directly involve the leaves with the luongo stuff 
beyond the Clark trade for Luongo, though, I, that that was kind of superfluous. But it was just fun to kind of keep on drawing it back to the to the point where you got freaking Matt Sundin being traded. <laughs> All right, I have a question now. Then, yeah, what's worse, that Clark trade that cost them Luongo, or the Raycroft trade that cost them to grasp? The Raycroft trade. Raycroft trade. All right. At least they got right. Wendell Clark back and Luongo won. Yeah, we we didn't get Rask back. Well, we didn't get Rask, and <laughs> we, we, we sent Rask out and had no goaltending for the next, like, seven years. On the bright side, Raycroft won the goalie mask thing again. So yeah, that's absolutely I, I, I don't silly. understand that's that. Silly. For context, the Leafs are posting on Twitter and Instagram, like, a goalie mask uh, bracket, and... Somehow Raycroft beat out Belfour and then Potvin. Yeah. And I do not understand how. For me, it's Belfour. I mean, like, Potvin's nice. And Raycroft's is fine. Like, it's, it's a nice homage, but no. Nah. It's a typical I, mask. I don't see. You don't beat. No. Just because it had Potvin on it does not mean it beats Potvin. Those are the rules, Paul. <sighs> Thanks, Raycroft, for ruining another moment for me. Anyway, we will move on here to a new segment. The segment is called Keep Trade Buyout. So basically, what we're going to be doing is we're going to name three players, and uh, we're all going to decide whether we, which one we'd keep, sorry, which one we'd trade, and which one we'd buy out. We can take into account contracts and age and all that fun stuff. And like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, this since this is a Leafs-oriented episode, this is all going to be Leaf players. You guys kind of get the gist of it? Yeah, yes. pretty straightforward. So it's like the start-sit-bench thing that NHL has been doing. but Or as better. seven-year-olds think, kiss, marry, kill. Yes. So I actually, when I was younger, I thought it was kiss, marry, and then they just didn't finish their sentence, like kill who. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like a little story. Uh, anyway, we'll get, we'll get on with it here. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I don't really know what to do with that information, but... (laughs) Hey, I've always wanted to know. I mean, I was just a silly kid. A dumb kid. Anyway, so our first set of three is Andreas Janssen, Kasperi Kapanen, and Alexander Kerfoot. You had to go and take the three guys that have been rumored on the trade block. Listen, if I told you guys we were doing this segment beforehand, you could have figured out two of the sets that I was going to do. It was this one, and then I think you guys can figure out the other one. Oh, great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, don't worry. I'm saving that one. Anyway, Um, so let's get on with the current one. So, Steve, let's start with you. Who would you keep? Keep? I think I would keep Kasperi Kapanen. And why? No, no, I'm going to keep Alexander Kerfoot. All right, we'll come back to Steve (laughs) since he's obviously (laughs) on the (laughs) side. No, no, I'm good now. I'm good. I'm good now. (laughs) Okay, so you're keeping Kerfoot? Yeah, I'm keeping Kerfoot. I'm trading Kapanen because he, he would have the highest trade value of the three. And then, what's the last one? Buying out. Buying, yeah, buying I'm out. I'm glad you said it was straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, I think center depth is something that the Leafs need, and I think Kerfoot can provide that pretty adequately. Um, for a third-line center, I think he's a good – I think he's, he provides a lot of energy – when he's on the ice. So I think he's a, he's a good player there. 
uh, captain, as I said, he's got the highest trade value, so you'll get the most back for him, uh, whether that's picks, another player, whatever it is. And Janssen just hasn't been meeting expectations. Now, I understand he was injured a lot this year, and I get that. It's just playing on the top line with Matthews and Marner or Matthews and Nylander, he's just kind of there. And that might be just mean that he needs like a demotion to another line, but I don't, he provides some offensive output, like his hat trick uh, last year, stuff like that. He gets, I think roughly 15 goals a year out of the three. I just don't think he's, he's up to snuff. All right. That's fair. Um, Paul. See, I want to say the same for all the reasons Steve outlined, but I love Kapanen so much. I don't know what that it was. Why I, I, I was teeter tottering. I know. I don't know what happened to him like mid season, but he just turned into this animal and I love it. So I'm going to just for that, like reason in my heart, I'm going to keep Kapanen trade Kerfoot buyout Janssen. And no, no one's ever wrong when you do these, but Steve, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but I do, I do, safe anywhere. I do lean Paul Never, um, because I do think uh, it's kind of the exact same thing. Once Kapanen kind of turned the season, he became not only this random, just guy who can skate really fast in one direction. He's kind of become also gritty. Well, not gritty, the mascot, but, <laughs> more of a grinder type of uh, player as well. He's added that element, and I think he's just a little too invaluable for the Leafs to trade. So that's cool. that's that's a good point too. So we're gonna head on to the next one. This one, let's try and keep these ones quick because they're kind of random. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, 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 no. That wasn't a comment <laughs> on you. It was. No. Uh, yeah. um, but uh, this one, I think I know the answer. Spezza, Dennis Malgan. And Clifford. Oh, okay. Um, I, I'll say keep keep Spezza, trade Clifford, buy out Malgan, I guess. Can you even buy out a guy with that low salary? <laughs> I guess buy out slash bury. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the exact same. Me too. All right. Hey. Oh. We went from too long. Just Look kidding, Steve. <laughs> to too quick. I we it's kind of like a running trend on Get Off the Ice that we pick on Steve and or Aaron. So we apologize. If you've seen our uh You should work you should work more picking on draft me. series. Oh it's, yeah. Uh, it's all me. <laughs> it's only because we adore you. But you should work more picking on oh. me and Paul into your article. Anyway, we'll move on. This one is very odd but difficult. Actually, the next two are odd and difficult. The last one's obvious and difficult. Muzzin, Hyman, Campbell. Oh. I'm going to start this one. I don't... I, Hyman is a career relief. Yeah. yeah. So I'm keeping Hyman. I, beyond all my instincts, am trading Muzzin. And I'm buying out Campbell, in part because I feel like the Muzzin buyout will be a lot tougher than the Campbell one, and he also has more trade value. So, and I just can't go against my own belief that Hyman is the most important player to this team. Yeah, I'm the same. I think you have uh, you have some up and coming defensemen that can help mitigate the disaster of Muzzin leaving. Don't worry, we'll get to uh, that in the next one. <laughs> oh God, 
Hyman's definitely a career relief, especially with his just outpouring of offense last year. Yeah. Yeah. I hate you for this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, you you I haven't even all, seen the next one. All of them. I know, but Muzzin, like, he would I be know. the guy to trade, yes, but I love him. Hyman. But Hyman like could also said, have a lot of trade value. I know, but it's Hyman. You can't trade Hyman. You got to mm-hmm. keep him. And Campbell is like I know. such a sweetheart. I know. How dare you? I'm a mean guy. What can I say? So, Paul, <laughs> what what is your answer? You just basically called me a, a dick throughout all that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have to say the same as you guys. All right. Good. So, Steve, you, you to alluded to young chest. defensemen. Don't worry. I got gotcha. you. Morgan Riley, Rasmus Sandin, and were you thinking Timothy Liljegren? No, it's not that easy. It's John Tavares. So you got to keep one of them, trade them, or buy them, or, or, and buy them out. I don't want to start for this one because <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Make your way out of it. It's hard because we don't know what Sandin's going to become. Yeah. Actually, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I think I have it. All right, Steve, then you can go ahead, Mr. Mr. Confident. You keep Morgan Riley. Wow. He, he could realistically be your captain. Like, um, I think it was – obviously the choice was John Tavares, and I think that was a, the, the obvious choice, but I think he was a close runner-up. Once Matthews um, kind of shot himself in the foot. Yeah. yeah. Or in the butt. <laughs> Honestly, I was, on the, I was on the Riley train before that too. I was on the Nylander train. <laughs> <laughs> well if we have um, any uh 40 year old or older listening to this you just made them all very upset i think you trade tavares and you buy out sandin interesting oh uh-huh. you can get so much back for tavares so much i think you, you have to go the same I think riley, you have to go you have to keep riley i think over sandin because he's established and he's still young enough. And Sandin looks great, and I think he's going to be great. But there's still that unknown. So I think you keep Riley, yeah, and trade Tavares, buy out Sandin, unfortunately. Like Riley, Riley's still young, so yeah. I'm actually keeping Tavares, uh, trading Riley, and buying out Sandin. We're going full offense in my my department. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, that there was uh, yeah. Again, with these tough ones, there isn't really a wrong answer. The only wrong answer throughout all of this thus far is if you chose to keep Malgan. That was literally the only <laughs> wrong answer. Yeah, that would be a very wrong um, answer. Like, there's a compelling argument to keep Sandine, trade and buy out the other two. Um, no. But, uh, no, I, I'm keeping the captain. I think I, I, th- I think he's, he's harder to replace uh, league-wide. Uh, obviously not necessarily in our farm system, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I don't think you trade Tavares I mean, under any circumstances. You trade Riley, re-sign Barry. <laughs> you, sh- you shut that pretty mouth <laughs> of yours. <laughs> All right. Um, and our last one, I'll let you guys read this out, even though you don't have the paper, but I'm sure you know what we're going to do. Barner Matthews Nylander, isn't it? Oh, my three. gosh, you guys. You can. We can and we will. Well, not in this segment, Dubis. We're trading. <laughs> we're getting rid of two of them. So <laughs> It's uh. It's think, easy for me. Uh, yeah, I think it's a no-brainer as well. Keep Matthews, trade Marner, buy out Nylander. That's mine. Yep. Good job. All right, that yeah. was tough. Uh, what was the what was the toughest? It's obviously between the Riley Tavares, Sandin, or uh, Muzzin, Hyman, Campbell. What was which one was the toughest for you guys? We'll start with Paul because he has a 
an obsession with Jack Campbell. I think that was the hardest one for me, just because of the personalities. Steve? That's fair. I think for me it was the Riley Tavares Sandin, just because Sandin has so much upside to him. Um, but at the same time, Tavares is Tavares and Riley is Riley. Like they're all they're either established great players or most likely going to become great players. Yeah. And uh, for that reason, that was the toughest for me, but I would miss Campbell's Instagram personality. Absolutely. Definitely. He's just like a teddy bear. So we got our last segment here and it's, as you all know, trivia. So this week I am the trivia master. And as you guys know, this is a Leafs oriented episode. So I went with a Leafs oriented trivia. And unlike any other week, we are actually doing a head-to-head. Steve and Paul will not be working together. There will be no slum draft millionaire. You're going down. They're going, I don't like these games. They're going toe-to-toe. <laughs> and the topic is the Leafs in this past season, the 2019-2020 season. There are eight questions. Now, I should warn you guys, there is no structure to the points, but I know we're all... I know where points can be allocated. Right. So I got that. Basically, the first four questions, you can win a maximum of 1.5 points. Through four in, questions? No, no, no. Across. So, sorry, respectively. So oh, okay. First is I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's my bad. First question, you can win up to 1.5. So all the way down to four. From five and six, you can win three points each. Seven, you can win 3.5. And eight, you can win five whole points. Wow. Now, you guys aren't designed to strike out. For most of these questions, someone should get it right. It may be a price is right type of situation closest to the pen. But without further ado, we'll get into this. Do you guys have your pens and papers prepared? Yes, sir. Yeah. You guys won't have much time to come up with your answers and try and talk it out because we are a podcast. So (laughs) (laughs) talk out your thoughts without giving away your answer to the other person. Yeah, so I'll give you guys 15 seconds after I say the question uh, to write down your answer. This will be honor system, so don't be cheaters. Question number one. Against which team did Zach Hyman make his return on November 13th, 2019? You guys have 15 seconds. This, uh, his return was pretty huge because he started his 35 goal campaign or goal pace um and yeah this one is not a close to the pin it's just whoever gets kinda, it right you I guys got three seconds all the babcock here two one <laughs> pens down i actually oh, I gave you, you guys pens. 25 seconds <laughs> so do we have our guesses it's yeah, yeah literally a guess all right no i think you guys will remember it though uh-oh you have too much faith in me maybe Steve. <laughs> All right, fine. Steve. Oh, okay. It's on the spot. Um, I put the Rangers. Good guess. Good guess. Paul? I put Philly. Well, neither of you got the point. But, Steve, you're in the right city. It was the oh, Islanders. the Islanders. Do you guys remember? Somewhat? No. Not really. Okay. We lost, didn't we? That's the half point, Paul. What oh. is the final score? I will start with Steve. This is closest to the pin. Uh, so you have to say who won and the score. 
for that for that game? Yes, sir. Okay. Steve, I'm going to need an answer quick, though. I am going to say uh, the Islanders won, but it was 4-3 Islanders. 4-3 Islanders. Paul. I have a feeling I remember this game, but I don't know if it's the right Islander loss. Uh, so I think Islanders won. I think it was like 5-2 with a couple empty net – or 5-3. Oh, I no, we won too. I don't know. 5-3 is my guess. You guys are both right in that the Leafs lost. One of you got the number right. Got one number right. Well, we have Paul. numbers 2, 3, 4, 5. It was 5-4 <laughs> Islanders. Uh so Paul's 5-3 technically got the Islanders right. Steve missed both by one. So Paul picks up half a point. Good job, Paul. Yeah. Congratulations. Paul's in the lead. Ready for question two? Yes. Of course. This is closest to the pin. You can go over. How many wins did the Leafs have when Babcock was fired? Oh. <laughs> uh, I thought this podcast was going to be fun. Do we have the date that he was fired? No. <laughs> Closest I'm to guessing. the pin. You no. guys got five seconds. Why not? Told us it's going to be a least podcast. I got all excited. I was happy all week. And Pens now- down and quit your whining. <laughs> Paul, how many wins did the Leafs have when Babcock got fired? I got to say 10. 10 for Paul. Steve? I'm going to say 15. Steven Delury, you really did forget the Babcock era. It was nine. Yeah. I was Paul. like, yo, I, I blacked it out of my head. That's for the best. <laughs> Paul picks up another point. Um, I originally thought like 12, and then I was like, no, no, no it's got to be higher. Now, Paul, for the half point, you'll start. Who had they most recently beaten? It was on November 7th that they beat this team. Oh, I know and who they lost to that caused it. Who was that? Yeah, who we, we lost to Vegas, Vegas mm, and that right. stupid flurry save. Right. Which, uh, our last win? Yeah, I'm gonna on November 7th. Say, uh, this is also closest to the pin. Sorry. Rangers. So we'll go by division. So whoever's Rangers. Okay. And Steve? Anaheim. Steve is closer. It's in, so, the, it's in the Westerns World Road Trip, isn't it? Guys. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Who, what, who, which team did we lose to? To that cause? Vegas. Vegas was the answer. They were really? also the last team the Leafs beat. Really? Yeah. <laughs> right? What? I don't remember that at all. Oh, man. All right. Paul I don't picks think we're up, true fans. Paul picks up a point for getting the main question right and steve picks up a half point for being in the right conference next up another 1.3 question this one is not close to the pin the half point will be who was leading the team in game winning goals when the season stopped hmm. uh can i say my answer or do i have to wait you gotta wait write paul write it down oh yeah you guys got seven seconds and steve will oh. start uh my pen right out of ink <laughs> <laughs> going to have technical errors here. All right, pens down or broken pens down. Steve, what Hyman. is your answer? Hyman. Oh, that's a lot of goals. Paul? Well, he had a lot of goals. And he was uh, a little... uh, uh, Nylander. Paul picks up another point. 
See, that was my other option. It was Nylander or Hyman. Like, he, he's the empty net man. Now. Oh, it's not a game-winning goal. For the half point, you guys will guess how many game-winning goals he did have. Steve. Closest to the pin. 13. Oh, wow. That's no, a no. Lot. He, he, he was like scoring like, I remember now, he was scoring like every, every game winning goal. That is a lot. Paul? I'm going to say seven. It's going to be Paul. Yeah, Paul's on the money. Nylander oh, and really? seven are both exactly right. Well done. I actually oh, saw a tweet you. about this yesterday. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, wow. Wasn't it his birthday yesterday or whenever it was? Performance Recently. enhancers. Yeah, so someone tweeted about how he's like game winning goal machine. Don't worry, Steve. The quiz is designed for comebacks, so don't be Perfect. discouraged. We're not even halfway through yet. Gonna need Question them. number four. Prepare your pens or your inkless devices. Yeah, what am I supposed to do? I don't Imprint? <laughs> just, if, just think of an answer and don't yeah, If you can keep it. it in your head, then, yeah. then do that. Or we'll, we'll go Paul first. Well, we're, we're alternating, but Paul is first this time. Okay. Where did the Leafs rank lead wide in faceoff percentage? This is closest to the pin. Oh. So they can be anywhere between first to 31st. I feel like you just go with the safest and just stay the middle. <laughs> All right, with that, Paul. Uh, I'm going to say 15th. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't kidding. Steve? I'm going to say 10th. I, I feel like Matthews had like a really dominant year and face-offs overall was pretty dominant. Let the comeback begin. Ha-ha! <laughs> uh, yep. So we were at, the Leafs were third. Oh. What? Yep. The Leafs no, were weren't. third in face-off percentage across all teams. Now what percentage do they have i don't expect you guys to get this on the money but it is again a closest to the pin pin sorry honestly i thought they would have sucked just because of uh the penalty kill no are we going like is it like 0.1 and that stuff or yeah up to one decimal okay i'm gonna say 56.3 56.3 and paul um, I feel like if it's third, it's going to be 56.3. You both said the exact you, same thing. What? Oh. I, oh. You. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said 53 or something. Um, okay, okay so, I'll go 58.3. I mean, you could have just gone like 56.4 or 56.2. No, now I have to change it. Well... Doesn't matter. Steve takes it, capturing all 1.5 points available. Um, the actual answer was 52.5. God. <laughs> and that's you guys, good for third. You guys weren't particularly close, but Steve was just close enough. All right, moving on to our three-point question. No games limit. So there isn't a minimum or a maximum amount of games. Who were the Leafs' three highest point-per-game players three highest yeah so top three there is no closest to the pin you guys are going to write three names down and that will be the question that's all of it you get one point for each one you get right so which three players led the leafs in points per game they could have played one game they could played 
all the games. They could have played 10. Who knows? But we need the top three. I think I have two for sure. I don't know the third one is. I think I have two. And I think it's a different one of them is different from Paul's probably. Considering we're all in different rooms, I'm surprised by your confidence in knowing Paul's answers. <laughs> I mean so uh, I'm just gonna right. copy Steve's answers anyways. <laughs> I'll give you guys five seconds more to get your oh, last God. your last player down. All right, pens down. I uh, wait, brains, I brains have two. Off. Okay. All right, just write a just write a player thing. Yeah, I'm guessing that I have no idea the third one is. All right, Paul, what's one player you got? Matthews. Steve, do you have Matthews? I have Matthews. That's a smart move, guys. You each pick up a point. Solid. Hold on. Steve, what's another player uh, you have? Igor Korshkov. <laughs> oh! Steve picks up a second point. <laughs> I remember he only played like one game, and but he, he scored. scored. Oh. Paul, I presume you did not have Igor no, Korshkov. No, I did not. I did not. All right. Paul. Who is a second player you had? I had Marner. Steve, did you have Marner? No, Marner didn't have that great a year. But he had a better year points per game than others. So that is the top three right there. You guys actually named it. So you both pick up two points. Nice. Steve picks up a point on Korsh Cup. I thought I'd get one of – I thought I'd get both of you. No, no, I remembered that one. I was trying to think of call-ups because once you said it could have been one game, I'm like, hey, there's obviously someone who got called up. I forgot about him. Oh, so just over halfway, the points. Paul four point five, Steve four. It's a tight race here. So let's go, boys. We are moving on to our sixth question. Where do the Toronto Maple Leafs rank league wide in shots for and shots against, respectively? Oh. I'm doing the closest for both. So someone's going to get a point here. Someone can get two points. And there is a bonus after this. So I need league-wide for both. I'm going to go Steve first. I got it. In a little bit, because I presume Paul's going 15 and 15. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's rude. So Steve, do you have your answers ready? Yes. All right. For shots four, what do you got? Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Oh, my pen works. Paul? Uh, Fifteenth. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> and Paul, what do you have for shots against? Uh, I'm going to say sixth. Sixth really? as in sixth highest shots against? Uh, or sixth yes. lowest? So six highest. Six as, yeah, like they get lots of shots on them. Okay, hold on. <laughs> right? So like 25th. Yes. Well, so yeah. 20, I, 25th. Because yeah, shots well, against, if you're good at shots against, you're one. So you don't allow too many. So 25th is your answer for that. I said 26. And Steve said 26. For the first one, shots four. The Leafs rank sixth, giving oh, wow. Steve the point and the lead with his 13 guests. So, Paul, your guess of going for 15 right yeah, in the middle working. is over three. <laughs> I feel like Aaron. 
in shots against, Steve went 26th and Paul went 25. You guys just don't give Cody CC enough credit. The, the Leafs were 19th, so you guys split the points. Paul picks up the point there. Damn. Now for half points, we're not doing closest. We're just going to do if you guys can get them. Actually, you know what? Yeah, we'll do closest. Why not? Can you guys name who is first in the league for those two? It's kind of random, mm-hmm. and it's closest to the pin, but we'll go with it. Um, who was starting this one? I think Steve was. So, Steve, who do you think is number one in the league for shots four? Boy. And by the way, if you guys are in the same division, I'm going to go alphabetically. <laughs> wow, this point system is <laughs> something. I feel like it's a weird team. I feel like it's probably... I need an answer quick. I'm going to say the Rangers. The Rangers. And Paul? I'm going to go with one that last year was lots of shots. Carolina. Carolina did have a lot of shots. Okay. Neither of you are closer than the other since you're in the same division and it's the wrong division. <laughs> so try again, Steve. Um, it could still be in the right. East, but you know it's not in the Metro. <laughs> Tampa. Paul? I was going to say Boston for the same division again. <laughs> I mean, if it is in the Atlantic, then one of you would be closer. But um, Yeah, I'll go Boston. Why not? Oh, gosh. God damn it. No, it's, We're both wrong <laughs> it's in the West. <laughs> Try again, Steve. Let's go Colorado. Okay. That going to be my pick. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, I'll say Edmonton. Thank God you guys are in different divisions. It's Vegas, so Paul gets the half point. Yeah, no, that was an ideal. <laughs> I don't right. even know if I want the half point anymore after that. No. What do you mean? You worked so hard for it. <laughs> Shots against. Let's, let's make this one real quick. So, Paul, give me a quick Detroit. one. Detroit. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Paul, these, this is the best team in Shots against. Oh. Dang. Okay, good. Try again. Uh... St. Louis. Okay, Steve. Islanders. I'm so proud of you guys for being in different conferences. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, you get it. It is Philly. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, right? I didn't expect that either. So I'm still 0.5 ahead? No, 0.5 behind. Because Paul picked up uh, the lead again on the uh, shots against closest to. Ah. All right, second last question, guys, for three and a half. How many players scored overtime goals for the Leafs? This is the closest to the pin. How many? I don't need names. I just need how many. How many times did we go to overtime? And if we did, we lost in the shootout, so it didn't matter. No. Was that this year that we, that we almost never went? No, that was last year that we, we didn't get to the shootout until late. Um, I'm gonna, you guys got three more seconds. Two, one. Paul, you're gonna start this one off. I'm How many players? Four. four. <laughs> I wrote four too. All right, pick <laughs> three or five. It's uh three. You should have gone five. Five was the correct answer. So Paul picks up the point. I feel like we can have the same answer. And for the rest of the points, 
Well, I mean, I'm yeah, alternating who goes first. Okay, fine, fine. You both get the point. Yeah. Gosh, sorry, Paul, for trying to give you more of a lead. More points. <laughs> Name the five fair, players Paul. for each half point. Oh, sorry. What was the question? Choose five players who got overtime goals. Ah. Uh, do you want us to write them down and then we'll go at the end, or? Um. Yeah. 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 So you guys have twenty seconds. All right. I think I know. I think I know them. Five. All righty. Pens, brains down if your pen doesn't work. <clears throat> to expedite this process, I will just name the players and you guys will tell me if you have them. So don't be cheating guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. John Tavares. Did we have John Tavares? Yeah. I did not. All right. That's a half point for Paul. Morgan Riley. No. I didn't. Was that a did or a didn't? Did not. Oh. <laughs> William Nylander. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I, would, I, would, I would hope so. We, he had a question on game-winning goals. Yeah. Yeah. Mitch Werner. Yeah. I swapped him out last minute. Steve, you're losing ground on the second last question. Kasperi Kapanen. Yes. No. All right. So, the point totals out of that. Paul picks up the main point and then three extra bonuses. So, he gets two and a half points out of that. That's a good amount. And Steve picks up one point. That's not a great amount. So... Oh, wait, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. I forgot that we decided to, that this is a friendly match, so we'll all get points. Why not? All right, so going into the last round, Paul is up. Hold on, I'm doing math, which sucks. I think he's up eight to seven. All right, it's fine, it's fine. Last question's worth five points. Hold on, I'm, I'm just making sure because I'm, I'm really, really bad at math. Oh, it's eight and a half to seven and a half. Thank you. Good job, Mac. So worth five points. So it's really anyone's game. You can listen closely. How many players played NHL games for two teams with one of them being the Leafs? So this could be players that were signed, bought out, waived, traded, all that. But in this season, they played for two teams and one of them was the Leafs. How many players? Hmm. So two players, or sorry, two teams for each NHL player. How many were there? They could have played Leafs and then another team, another team, and then the Leafs. They could have been bought out, signed midseason, traded, waived. NH- or sorry, AHL teams don't count. You guys got uh, 15 more seconds. Sorry, I had to wait because I thought I was timer we'd get there a little quicker we are hmm. down two five played four but... three two one pens brains writing devices with no ink down steve will start off our guesses this is closest to the pin for one point i'm going to say eight paul i gotta say six let the comeback continue. Steve ties it up with eight on the money. 
<laughs> now you guys are going to need a little bit of time, but I'm not going to bother giving you time. We're going to do this right off the, right off the draw. All right, guys, write the names down of the players you think played for two teams. You know that there's eight of them, half a point per player. You guys will have 15 more seconds to try and get this down. This is for the game, as we are currently tied at 8.5 each. I'm very glad it came down to the wire on this. There were a couple trades, a couple waves, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Paul, put your inkless pen down. Steve, I don't know what you're writing with, so good job. Put your pen down. Okay. It's time to reveal our final answers. I will list off the the players so that there's fairness. Because if you guys did it, you could you guys could just say that, oh, we're doing that too. Even though you guys wouldn't cheat, just in case you would. We're going with this. First player I have on my list is Dennis Malgan. Yep. Yep. You guys both have him. Good job. Traded from the Panthers to the Leafs. <laughs> Next player. I have is Dimitro Timoshov. Hell yeah. Yep. Good job. Detroit. Clifford. Yep. Big red dog. Yep. We're at three apiece. Trevor Moore. Yep. Oh, I forgot that's who they traded him for. Bump, bump, bump. Paul takes a half point lead right here. Nick Shore. Oh, I forgot about him. Him, I didn't have him. Was he traded? He's waived. He was waived by Winnipeg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I guess Steve didn't have him either. Forgot about him. For some reason, I thought he was down on the Marlies. Callie Rosen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We reacquired him. This is looking like a bit of a He never played for the Leafs, though. Yes, he did. Yeah, because all of our D were injured. He had to come in. I didn't. Oh, my God. Jack Campbell. Yeah. Yep. Michael Hutchinson. Yep. yep. And that is it. Ah, not the comeback I wanted. I should say, when I said Dennis Maligan, I realized I had it wrong. There were nine. Mason Marchment. Wait, no. Wait, did oh. he play for Florida? I don't know if he played that. He was on my list. He's on it's... my list. Okay, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I don't know if he played <laughs> for Florida yet. Whether he did or he didn't, luckily you both had him on the list, so it wouldn't matter. Paul, <laughs> you are the champion. I originally yeah, yeah, yeah. had Malgan dash other, and I was like, oh, yeah, Marchman. Paul, you have 10 seconds to say whatever you want in your winner's circle. I just want to thank my parents for giving me this opportunity. <laughs> I gave you the opportunity, though. No, I don't yeah, want What he's you. saying is his dad. <laughs> That's all I got. Wow. Inspiring stuff. But that is all the time we got here today. I hope you guys had fun. Do you guys have anything to add? Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure, Steve. Yeah. Well, Steve will be back at some point. We aren't sure when. And we aren't sure who's going to be here next week. But you can assure yourself that me and Paul will be, whether you like it or not. So thanks for tuning in. (laughs) And catch our new episodes every Monday. Bye. Bye. Yep. Be sure to check us out at getoffthice.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at getoffthice.